Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 7. Here's Pastor Ryan. Because every day we sin. And the closer we get to God and his law is good. And you read his word and his law is good. And you look in the mirror and it's like, oh, oh, there's a big difference. Help me, Lord. And that's, that's the key. Being honest with ourselves. And then to take it to the Lord in humility. Turn with me to, the, to James, epistle, James' epistle in the back of your Bibles, chapter 4. And we'll read the rest of what James says in chapter 4, verse 1. Give me an amen once you're there. That's James, chapter 4, verse 1. Where do wars and fights Come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure? That war in your, what is that word? In your members, your flesh, right? To couples, to friends, to, to biblical counseling. What's this drama about? You find out how people are dealing with the flesh. Who's in the word here? Who's not in the word here? Why are you guys fighting? And generally, it's because of this. Because of flesh. They're not in the spirit. They're not seeking God. And eventually, they begin to fight. <laughs> and it's because of their flesh. That war in your members. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures, adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Not that they're literally adulterers and adulteresses. He's speaking of in a spiritual sense that those who are walking according to the flesh are loving the world. They are, they are, they are two-timing God because their love is for the things of this world and not on God. That's why they're called adulteresses and adulterers. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? And so there's a jealousy. God's Holy Spirit in us becomes jealous when we are living after the flesh, not seeking God trying to do life the way the rest of the world does life, like, you know, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? Jesus said, don't seek after those things. The Gentiles seek after those. The, the non-believers, that's how they live their life. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? So if we're living that way as Christians, then we're not putting the things of the Spirit, the things of heaven or God first at all. But if we wake up and we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, He takes care of us spiritually and he takes care of what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. He does care about the physical things, but the spiritual must come first. Or it's as if we're just two-timing two the Lord 
And he loves us and he's waiting for us to seek him. But he gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble, right? So, so to not come to God daily for strength is pride. So it's a spiritual pride, pridefulness. And it says that he resists us. So there's a lot of folks, you know, wonder why things don't work out as Christians. And I'm praying for this, I'm praying for that. You know, I don't, I don't focus, we don't focus on the things that they're praying for, the things that aren't working out at all, at all. You know, they'll come in my office and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm praying for this. This ain't happening. This is wrong. This is not good. I'm, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for that. It's like I get that and I put it over here. And I say, How is, how's your relationship with the Lord? Where are you? Tell me how good Jesus is in your life. And if there, where's your bookmarker? What book are you in? What, what, what are you studying right now? And if it's a nothing, nothing, and nothing, I can't help all the problems that they brought. Only Jesus can. The reason why all that's not happening is because you're putting him in the back seat and you're worried about what you need from him. He ain't Santa Claus. You seek the Lord. And then, you know, and you, the, we realize, oh, yeah, it's me that's missing. It's, it's me that needs to be right. All these other things will be added in their due time. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So let your joy be turned into sadness before God. Oh, I've seen said this i've done this my attitude my sin oh lord let it be turned into sadness because he breaks to heal and he makes us sad sometimes to make us really rejoiceful because once that's all dealt with and we're we're clear it's like a weight off our shoulders the sin is gone and whoo we can rejoice man he was right he did come to give us life in that much more abundant and I have an abundant life. But we deal with it through Christ. We humble ourselves through him. You know, we don't want to be stuck in the second grade forever spiritually. Do you know what I mean? We don't want to be stuck in that. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. He didn't save us to keep us the same for 20 years. There are Christians going around like the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. That would take them, what, a week to cross the desert to get to the, the land of Canaan? They went 40 years in circles, and there's Christians that way. Why? Call it what it is. Be real with yourself. Yeah, I don't go to church. Some people don't go to church. They think they're fine with God. I don't, I don't get that. They ignore one portion of scripture and then maybe they'll do some religious activities over here like, but I'm sharing my faith with people. Yeah, but you don't go to church. Yeah, but I'm sharing. Don't look at my disobedience. I'm, I'm giving money to the poor. What do you think God is saying? You're not going to church. You know, all those good works are like filthy rags. The poor you'll have with you always. You can always do that. But what you're not doing is what I'm telling you to do over here. That's biblical, real stuff right there. People will leave churches for that kind of truth. 
I'm glad you're here. <laughs> but the healing is being honest with God and then being humble before God. But, you know, there's a lot of things that God asks that I don't want to do either in my flesh. Let's be honest. In my flesh, there's no good thing. Yeah, I don't want to go to prayer night either. What else don't I want to do? I don't want to uh, teach sometimes on Wednesday because I'm tired because it's Wednesday night. Don't be disheartened. I'm telling you, in my flesh, there is no good thing. All right? But I tell God, hey, God, since my flesh isn't in charge, in my spirit, I really want to teach Wednesday night, and I really do want to go to prayer night. Will you strengthen me and put my flesh in check? May you give me strength over my flesh. And guess what? I can't wait to teach Wednesday night, and I can't wait to go to prayer night. We're not ignorant of our flesh's devices. We haven't even mentioned Satan. He doesn't even have to get in the fight yet because our flesh is so bad. And we need to deal with our flesh. Peter says in, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. You know, remove, the, separate the profane things in your heart and dedicate your heart to God every day. Sanctify the Lord in your heart. Spend time with the Lord. He's the remedy. Go to him in humility. Change me. I don't like to read my Bible every day. Lord, give me a hunger for your word. Make me so, give me the, the, the palate for it. Give me the, my, may I love nothing more than to get in your word. Change my heart, O oh Lord. And Jesus says, you'll get because you ask. And you're asking according to my word. I want that for you too. Here you go. Next thing you know, you wake up. You're like, where is my Bible? And you're just like, that's not enough. Give me another bookmarker. Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, a foot in the gospel. Man, I just need my book. And your bookmarker start going, like, where did that come from? It's supernatural. It's God blessing you. Oh, I don't want to go to church regularly. I'll go. Uh, they won't notice I'm gone. I'll go once, once a month or whatever. You just, you just pray that junk out so that you're obedient. You come to God in humility and you read the word. And what does the word do? It gives you more of the law of God. And Paul said, the law of God is good, but I'm carnal. And things haven't changed. The, 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 the law will lead a person to death and condemnation because the flesh is weak and no one can keep the law. But in Christ, we're under grace. We read the word of God and it's a mirror to us. It tells us how we need to be different. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 13, you know this verse. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So the word of God, it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Whose thoughts? whose intents of the heart ours so when I read I'm like oh yes that's good yeah that's what I need to be Lord oh yes and I can tell that's what I'm not so we save we chew on the word we meditate on it we selah we sit there for a while and, and just let his word change us and it does no creature creature is hidden from its sight and neither are we we just read it and it does miracles. It changes us. 
And so, um, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Paul is saying my soul, my soul honors the Lord. But then there's my, my flesh that's going to combat, be against me, that's also present. There is therefore, uh, verse 1, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law and uh, from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And this is the reality of God's supernatural leading and empowerment when one comes to know Jesus. We, we, are, we, we begin a new life where we walk in the Spirit, led by the Spirit, empowered supernaturally by God, where, where we are just wanting to do what's right. We are wanting to do what's right, and God helps us to do what's right. And thus... You know, we're not walking in the flesh, but we're letting his Holy Spirit lead us moment by moment. That's the new life. It is supernatural. It is. It is. We sense it. We feel it. We've experienced it. Oh, my goodness. We're different. We're checked on the inside. We're checked on the outside. The Spirit is leading us moment by moment. Oh, Lord, we're praying moment by moment. Guide me what to say, guide my thoughts, guide my actions. What's the right path? What's the right decision here? Help me solve this problem. It's just that relationship, and it's the spirit of life that we receive the moment that we give our life to Jesus Christ. And there is no more condemnation. Paul, you know, says in in his flesh there's no good thing. The evil he doesn't want to do, that he practices. But here, he's letting us know, do not condemn yourself. God does not condemn you for when you blow it in your flesh. You're not going to lose your salvation for blowing it in your flesh. It's a difference between, you know, sinning, and we sin daily, than living in sin, practicing sin. That, you know, we, the, the idea of living in sin is the idea that there's not repentance and you're still doing what you used to do and you're doing it, you know, often, daily. That's, that's different. Us, blowing it, sinning, not dealing with the flesh and, ah, you know, all the times you blew it, you, said, you sinned, you, you, you know, You're not condemned by God for those things. Because Jesus died on the cross for those things. He rose from the dead on on the third day for those things. He's sitting at the right hand of the power 
interceding for us for those things. The penalty of condemnation and, and judgment, he took care of that. We're not in that camp. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Even though you blow it in your flesh a hundred times. A thousand times. I'm not excusing it. I'm just hoping we see it the way God sees us. Like that's your flesh. Repent of that. That's your flesh. That's not you anymore. Like Paul says, it's not me, but sin that dwells in my flesh. It's not who you are. And God ain't going to condemn you for that. But deal with it. Be honest and bring it to God. and Say, ah, I can't, you know. God's looking for our excuses to be excused. That we are real with them. And Paul, who seemed very hopeless spiritually, becomes alive here, right? Who can help me from this body of death? I thank God. It's, it's my Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, there's no condemnation. There's no need to be down on yourself because you blew it in the flesh five minutes ago. All right. It was wrong. It was bad. Say so you're sorry and move on. Yeah, move on. And we should be quick to forgive our spouses and our friends and our everybody. That's, you know, the way he forgives us, right? That was your flesh. Never, never mind it. Didn't happen. Let's move on. That was your flesh. Don't worry about it. That's love. Isn't that love and mercy? That was just your flesh. Don't worry about it. Let's move on. Yeah. First John chapter 3 verse 20 he says for if our heart condemns us God is greater than our heart and knows all things beloved if our heart does not condemn us we have confidence towards God don't let your heart condemn my heart our hearts are desperately wicked who can know it desperately wicked and our hearts can condemn us and when that happens Cry out to Jesus, because he doesn't condemn you. And you say, God, you don't condemn me, but my heart is. Can you give me a new heart right now that doesn't condemn me? So I'm not condemned, because you died that I would not be condemned, and, and I'm not going to let my heart try to dictate to me. Rather, I'm going to sanctify my heart and tell my heart to get in line with the Spirit. And to get the profane things out of my heart. You know what's profane? Is a heart that condemns us. That's profane. And, and replace it with God's love. And he says, if we, do not con, you know, if we do not condemn ourselves, we have confidence in God. And that's what we all need. We need confidence in the Lord. We come from different backgrounds, man. Some of us, man, they, we never had parents cheer for us. You know what I mean? Like we played football, we played sports with our friends, not maybe in high school, but we did a lot of things and we never had parents ever for a whole childhood. You know, that makes you want to like shoot heroin. It's, it's bad. It hurts. 
So we come from these crazy backgrounds where there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of suffering, there's a lot of anger. And then we get saved by the Lord, and it's just like, yeah. One of the things that guys like me deal with a lot is condemnation. Because we've seen things in our past, and, and, and we're new creations, and we, we, we look to the future, we look to today, and all those things are passed away biblically. But in a practical sense, our flesh is going to want to bring up the past. And, the, and the, our past says we're condemned. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you have a you know, bunch of junk from the past, even though God's dealt with it and I'm free and you're free, the flesh is going to try to bring that up. The devil surely is going to try to bring that up. And the world, oh, you stumble across that disgusting, filthy song that you used to listen to or the movie you used to watch or a billboard or a show or people, you know, you know, you see and oh, that, oh, I don't want to go back there because the world wants to take you back. The devil wants to take you back. The flesh also wants to take you back and condemn you. So we, we have to just deal with this stuff on a daily basis. Christianity is relational. It's an every single day thing. It's not like, oh, you know, you know, it's a beautiful life. It is. And it's not like some days are harder than others. Some days the flesh is like in check and everything's good. Everything's right with the world. Man, it's a sunny day. And you're just cheerful, happy, kind. It's easy to be kind. It's easy to be gracious. It's easy to be quick to forgive. You know, you're just like spot on. Parenting right. Everything's perfect. Then you have days like, oh, my gosh, who is this man I'm looking at in the mirror? Well, I don't know why it's that way, but because we're on this side of heaven and all creation is moaning and groaning about getting new bodies one day. You know, so you got to deal with it. You can, you can be on vacation and it can be just like not very vacation-y because the flesh goes with you on those vacations. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, hey, you know, I'll just take a different car. No, the flesh goes. So if you don't deal with it before you come to church, if you don't deal with it on vacation, if you don't deal with it on the basketball court, if you don't deal with it, it'll deal with you. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and mercy. We thank you for your good word, Lord. May it bear fruit in our hearts, and may you mold us and shape us to be more like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be honest with you and to be humble and to come before you in prayer with our, with our situations and just allow you to work those things out and mold into us your goodness and your character so that when people see us, they see Jesus. Help us as a church die to ourselves daily to take up our cross and to follow you for you are good. You said that if we lose our life for your sake, we shall find it. But if we try to like do our own life and live our own way, we'll lose our life. We want, we want to give ourselves to you this morning because you are so good to us. And you're worthy of that sacrifice for us to give ourselves to you. Direct us, shepherd us. You are our king. Make us more like Jesus. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who has not given their life to Jesus Christ, but he has spoken to your heart and you know 
that it's time for you to get right with God, that you've sinned against God, then I want to ask you to raise your hand so I can lead you in a prayer of repentance, to tell God you're sorry, to tell Him you're sorry in front of everyone, because He said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father and the angels of heaven. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you. Is there anybody here who's, who's ready to receive Jesus' forgiveness? His blood will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Is there anybody here? Father, we thank you again for our time. May you bless our time of fellowship now. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. Please stand. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.